0: A disciplined mind leads to happiness, and an undisciplined mind leads to suffering. The Dalai Lama. This is going to be our secret, okay? We're going to figure it out what it means to be fulfilled. What it actually means to be happy. This is going to be a journey, but hey, we're only here once, right? Hey guys, this is Stuart, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Good morning, good evening, good night. I am your host, Stuart. And the question I'm going to ask is what does it truly mean to be happy? Happy in life, happy in love, relationships, work, general. What is happiness? At the end of the day, we all know the answer for it. We know it's contentment and fulfillment in ourselves, a pride. what we have achieved but that can deviate so much from person to person your goals could be being a homeowner having a family being a freaking astronaut to you know like an international player of some crazy sports i'm not a sports person so that's as far as i'm going with that one happiness can be so subjective to the person but a way to achieve happiness is by growing Growing into the person that you want to be. Growing into the role you want to play. Be that, you know, in the workforce, in life in general. And the only way you can grow from the person who you are now to the person who you want to be in the future is through a lot of discipline. Well, hey, that was a good segue segue into what the actual topic of this podcast is going to be. We're talking about... How to develop self-discipline and crush procrastination so that we can achieve our goals be those the massive life goals that we all have or the tiniest but so fulfilling goals of our everyday lives because here's the thing that is such an eye opener and we even know this we know this ourselves it's that it is the same thing. You implement the exact same structure for self-discipline that you would if you were an international famous movie star compared to if you were a mother or father on the morning run with the kids to school. I know I'm already deviating because I'm already getting excited about this topic, but it's one that I have severely been lacking in for such a long time, so... This is all coming from personal experience, and I hope you get something from it. So when we do talk about discipline, we also have to talk about the fact that discipline and self-discipline is going to destroy the laziness in us. Unfortunately, though, laziness can often come across as contentment or safety. Not just the lack of motivation to do something, What does it mean to have self-discipline, to have that resilience, to do what you need over what you want? It literally is you letting your mind win. If you let your mind win, and in certain situations, then you are not disciplined in what you need to do to grow versus what you want. Let's talk about this in terms of like a health scenario. Okay, let's say you are on a diet. You want to eat a Snickers, a Mars bar, a chocolate. You want chocolate. Actually, do you know what? Let's go back to Snickers. It's like my only, it's my only like cheat bar I'll ever eat. Oh my God, I love Snickers. We're on a diet and our choice, what we think is anyway, that we can eat the Snickers and then you're no longer disciplined because you're no longer on your diet. Or your choice can be, I can eat the Snickers and do an extra cardio session, workout session, or you can eat the Snickers and reduce your calories somewhere else along the line of the day so that you're still hitting your diet goal for the day or that you won't eat a Snickers for the day. Those are the actions you can take. The only action that shows that you're not disciplined in regards to this is if you eat the Snickers and don't try and compensate for it somewhere, you know, along the day. Discipline is never a you do it or you don't. Discipline is about developing a lifestyle that you can stick to that is not going to destroy your drive or motivation. And the reason why I chose diets as like a good example for discipline is because a lot of us a lot of the time are going to be like, I'm going to get on a diet. I'm going to, you know, lose 20 pounds or I'm going to gain muscle. I'm going to have that sexy beach bod and we've all great intentions. And then we have to go do it. And it's like, oh, well, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. So developing the discipline is being able to maintain your goal, knowing what you have to do in order to ascertain that goal, but doing it in such a way that you can actually stick to it. There's no point going to the gym for two weeks and then falling off the wagon. There's no point staying on a diet for three weeks and then figuring that your cravings are far too strong and you're going to give it up. This is a factor, like I said, for everyday life. Let's put this to wanting to sleep in, and this is where I definitely fall short. So you need to get up at 7 because you want to go to the gym, but you also have to get to work. Gym opens at 7, so that means you know you need to get up at like 6.15, half 6 in order to get there for 7, to leave there for 8, but also be showered to get ready for work for 9. Which has a knock-on effect, meaning you either go to bed earlier to wake up earlier, or you lose that 30 minutes of sleep. OK, and by doing this, you're going to add two types of pressure to your day one, the pressure that now you're trying to shift your daily routine to something new Two, the pressure to actually do this shift. Otherwise, you're going to feel a sense of failure and what is going to happen next in your mind. It's going to it's going to slightly go haywire. I think the average is usually for like 10 to 30 minutes. And this could be on like such a minute scale of saying change, change, change. Is this danger? Is this danger? And it's these moments that having self-discipline is really instilled where you can make the shift in like a daily routine or in a diet or in a workout regimen. Whenever you do something new at the beginning, it will always be uncomfortable mentally, emotionally, physically. But just like before, the options to be disciplined does vary. It's not just a case of if you don't wake up on time, you're a failure and you're not disciplined or if you accidentally oversleep, which (laughs) always happens to me, I'm really bad. Five alarms, guys. It could be a case of just figuring out what works best for you. And that comes through trial and error. You never, never fail. And you should never consider yourself a failure if you mess up. Because when you do try, it's still progressing one step at a time one crawl at a time one toe at a time the only time we ever truly 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 fail in life is when we give up and stop completely and stop trying to grow again just taking such broad examples but like if it's a case of shifting your sleep cycle by 30 minutes one way to another so that you can get up on time or shifting your schedule around so that you can incorporate going to the gym or getting up earlier then it could be a case of, you know, giving yourself the incentive that if you do this for the weekdays there's gonna be a weekend that you know that you do not have any obligations that you're just going to lounge and laze in bed you're gonna- you're gonna soak up those sheets are we really gonna- yeah, we're leaving that in we- you are soaking up those sheets, you are gonna be a bed monster you're not gonna leave your bed cave yeah, okay, okay. You're, you've got a bed cave now. The only time you could truly falter with discipline is whens is when you're not meeting your own expectations, set for a particular goal, and then not trying to compensate or to get back to where you need to be in order to progress. To have that effective day, evening, workout, utilizing your time to the best of your ability. So, how do you stop procrastinating? It's a it's a major problem that I personally have. Procrastination is, well, I am a perfectionist at procrastinating. I'd want everything to be perfect when I'm doing a job, but I'm going to wait until the very last moment. And then the stress hits and then I'm trying to get everything done down to the wire. And I would blame myself that I didn't have enough time. And that comes down to discipline via what I want versus what I need. And what I want is for the work to be done without me having to do anything. Do you know that scene from um what was that old Fantasia movie? The Sorcerer's Apprentice where Mickey like clicks his fingers with the magician's hat. And then the brooms do all the work and he just lounges about. It's all great in practice, you know. But do you remember how the brooms would not stop? And then everything got wrecked and destroyed because Mickey was... Incapable of doing his own work for himself, and he just wanted it done. He didn't put in the work, hence why nothing came to fruition. What Mickey Magician, (laughs) Mickey Magician, and what I need, and what you need, is to do the work, bit by bit. Not procrastinating, and chipping away at that marble. No statue by Michelangelo came flat-packed. He had a slab of rock that he would slowly chip away as, in order to create a masterpiece. And I know that's like an existential example to use, but it's true in everyday life. Bit by bit, on the tasks that really make us want to curl into a ball and watch a whole season of Netflix before we start it, are the tasks that if we do, small increments of, will slowly and surely get done. I need you to take a moment here with me. This is for self-reflection, but, let's have accountability. What are your thoughts on that? And where, let's say do you strive and where do you lack? Where are you absolutely killing your goals, your daily routines? And where are you lacking? This isn't a bad thing. Self reflection and accountability is probably one of the most empowering things we can give ourselves on a daily basis. Now a question off to you is have you ever felt like this? Have you ever procrastinated something saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next day. I have so much time. The project doesn't need to be done for a week or so. I don't need to contact this person for a few days. I don't need to do X, Y and Z. I'm always going to be referencing them. But this goes back to um, Mel Robbins, the five second rule. It, this will come up a lot. And so will Miss Robbins because I think she is phenomenal an amazing public speaker. But anyway, I digress. I digress on digressing. It goes back to the it goes back to the mentality that you know what you have to do, but your body and your mind are saying, nope, nope. We don't have to do that right now. And they're going to try and dissuade you from doing it. And then on the flip side of that, we we basically need to tell ourselves. No, it needs to get done. We need to do it. You can't throw your toys out of the pram and that is the way to be self-disciplined and efficient. It's the moment you realize that all your excuses when procrastination is what is hindering you. You realize what you're doing is a form of safety. You don't want to do something that's gonna cause you this minor amount of stress. The work, getting up early, not easy and whatever you want. There is a little bit of stress to all of that and it's trying to dissuade yourself from being disciplined so that In a sense, you still feel quite cozy and in control. You can train yourself not to let your mind win and stop procrastinating, allowing you to be more self-disciplined. It's all about willpower. We have to train ourselves through a variety of methods to be more focused, more in control of our willpower and get on top of the procrastination. Essentially, to be great at being self-disciplined you can't be a procrastinator. And don't think like it's a genetic thing. It's not at all. We are not born to be self-disciplined. It is conditioned into us through education. We have to stay to a schedule. Workspace, training, being part of a club, a community, a team, discipline, disciplining your body as well as your mind. A key tip, you know, if you're like me, if you need to have some kind of structure, is schedule everything for everything for the day that you know that has to get done that way you have the way and the ambition of what you're going to accomplish in the day and you have the expectation of what can be accomplished in that day another thing i will always always go back to is ambition versus expectation with your ambition reach for the moon you know and expectation fall among the stars Ha! i love that analogy i do love that quote There's a lot of stuff that is also going to hinder us and our discipline that is going to make us and our self resilience work overtime. I mean, think about this. You just had a long day at work and now you want to go to the gym to be healthy, but you're just after getting in the front door Oh, you need to make dinner. How about how about we just watch one episode of Netflix, then we'll make dinner and then we'll go to the gym. Or, oh, after dinner, maybe I'll watch one episode and then go up and finish that project I need for the presentation. Or, oh, I'm just home. Give me give me an hour or two and then I'll do what needs to get done. That is your mind trying to haggle with you, which is which is hilarious. And you will actually hear this quite a lot is that it's almost as though your mind is in constant conversation with your willpower, trying to barter what should be done versus what can be done or what should be done now versus what we might do now. I do get this coming up quite a lot in terms of like my training, like how do you discipline yourself to go every day to the gym to be active and fit? And the truth is it was it was hard it was an absolute i'm not really sure what kind of words i can use on this podcast so we're just going to go b exclamation tch it was a lot of mental training not just the physical the physical was actually okay when you get into the space into the environment into what you're actually doing get into the what they the zone the flow the focus It's simply starting and taking that first bloody step that will kill us the most. Because that's when the mind is going to set off the alarm bells to say, oh, no, let's stay cozy. Let's just let's stay in bed. We don't need to do it. We've just finished work. Oh, I'm hungry. But to try discipline yourself in any field in your life. I mean, like for me, in terms of fitness, for other people, in terms of like self-development, it's. It's a case of your body, your mind and your will negotiating with you. Oh, we don't need to start this now. And that is probably the hardest thing when it comes to procrastination to start. Once you've started, you will gain momentum because you've already taken the first step. You're already moving towards your goal. Like I've said, your mind is a sense of you plus your will. It's your mind versus your will. You can never really have a barter with your mind. Think of your mind, and I know I keep talking about this a lot. It's as though you're trying to deal with your mind and your willpower. Your mind is giving you choices of things to do, and it's going to try and sway you into doing the stuff that is safest and easiest and keeps you comfortable. But you need to talk yourself out of that. And I know it sounds a bit crazy and cuckoo, you know, talking with yourself. What do you want me to have like a full-blown conversation on the street? But you need to take the choices that your mind is giving you of things that you need to do. I.e. like we've said before, you know, waking up early, going training, having a healthy diet. It's going to give you the choices of what you need to do and then what you want to do to be comfortable. And what you need to do, that's a lot of do's in one sentence is tell yourself your mind that the things that shall be done, see how I didn't say do that the things that shall be done are the ones that needs to get done. Because you know, at the end of the day, you will feel accomplished, you will feel proud, you will feel happy. Not only because you have achieved let's say a goal, small goal, big goal, but you have also broken through that habit of procrastination and laziness, You feel driven and motivated. Do you ever feel lazy on days and then feel so demoralized because you feel lazy and you're like, oh, I wish I was, you know, more proactive. This is how. This is how. Even like, and this is a total cheat sheet on my hand. This is the second recording of this podcast. Why? Because I recorded the first podcast after insurmountable amount of mental whining. Walking up, um... My mountain in Killaloo. I have a mountain in Killaloo and it's mine. I don't care what the rest of the county says. It is my mountain. It's not really a mountain. It's kind of like a small hill, but I digress. I physically had to get up and get active in order to quell my mind from telling me, Oh, we don't need to do the podcast now. Let's do it later. I compensated for the fact that I wasn't going to go straight into the studio and do it. But that I go on a hike and have my thoughts, you know, kind of just flow out on what I thought. If you are active, out walking or training, your body's moving, your blood is flowing, your endorphins and serotonin are being secreted. Which freaking helps with, you know, any work that needs to get done, any aspect of life. Get up, get active. And then back to like Mel Robbins' five second rule. You know, blast off like a rocket, you count down from five. And before you get to one, you better be up and doing whatever you need to get done. And what's really funny is that she is very, very strict on the fact that you must count down from five. Like a rocket. Five, four, three, two, one. Because she always says that if you were to count up to five, you could easily go to six, go to 600, go to 6,000. Just keep on counting and not start. It's having that instant finite timeline to begin something. And, you know, sometimes... Five, four, three, two, one. just get up, stand up, is enough to get you going. Do you ever sit at a desk and you know you've been there for quite a long time and then you feel like you're lagging and you just can't concentrate so you get up and you get walking around? That's exactly the reason why. Getting active, getting the blood flowing, and getting new focus in you. Well, in you, like you can drink it like a cup of coffee. So when it came to me having to go for an actual hike for like three, four hours just to do a podcast. And yeah, it's very selfish of me right now. I want to put out messages and content that people will resonate with. But then my mind is going, uh we can do that tomorrow. Why don't you go back to bed? You know, you don't need to do that right now. I needed to physically kick myself up a hill in order to start. And that comes down to why we procrastinate as well. We're we're scared of failure and rejection. But failure is only when you stop trying to progress. It's so hard to do anything, do you know, in your own space in your own environment. Sometimes like I uh, think back during covid when um, gyms gyms were shut down. Who found it ridiculously hard to get up and get active to do home workouts. Other people thrived on it. Other people loved the experience. Not me, (laughs) not me for the simple reason I wouldn't start. And the way I was able to, you know, tell procrastination, just take a hike was I'd get active in other ways. I'd go for walks and runs. And then when I'd have that initial thrive drive in me, then I'd be able to work out. Most people feel the exact same when it comes to work life environments. You know, if you just sit down at your desk, if you set out an allocated time that you're going to sit at your desk, whether you do the work or not, you've already initiated the concept, the idea in your head, that you're going to sit here for work in this allocated time and space. That's going to give you the initiative to actually do the work that needs to get done. There are so many different ways to actually compensate doing the work when it's ridiculously hard, but still being productive and proactive to develop that discipline. What I like to say is if you are moving, you are moving no matter what way, shape or form that is progress compared to if you are just sitting on the couch watching TV and then thinking, hmm, maybe, maybe I should. Nope, nope, not today. No, it's not a case of maybe I should. It's a case of I'm about to do, about to do, about to. And that's the difference between having your mind and your willpower. Remember, your mind will give you the choices, but persuade you to take the easier road. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I took the one less traveled by. I.e., I took the one I know I needed to take, that would be harder, not as safe. Me, when I initially recorded this podcast, I was going up such a steep hill, and all I wanted to do was stop. And it was simply a case of putting one step after another, one step after another. And it seems so flippant, but that is still a way of developing the discipline. Let's go back to easing the chocolate. You can ease it. You cannot eat it. You can eat it and then just track your calories so it fits into your macros. Or you can save it for another day when you want to treat yourself. The only time you're not being disciplined is when you eat the bar, but don't try and stick to your goals. So when it comes to food and nutrition eat the food you want just know that compensation must be needed about how much you eat about what you eat about when you eat to reach the goals that you're assessing for yourself but then again like when it comes to making massive changes (laughs) in our physical lifestyle you know it is ridiculous the stuff that's put out online i mean if you were to make small shifts in your diet you know your sleep schedule your daily activity it would make a massive difference In the days and weeks to come. The key to creating discipline. And changing your life. Is immediate action. I'm going to put something to you. Are you ever tired? And I don't mean like lethargic. But are you ever just. Meh. You feel so. Unenergetic. Unenthusiastic. Unmotivated. Almost to the point of. Being. Down and depressed. Because you feel like you're stagnant. And you're static. And you don't feel like you progressing in life because you're not doing enough and you feel like you're not doing enough that could be because of procrastination and this is only speaking from personal experience guys there are many times when i feel like i'm running in the one spot like i don't think i'm doing enough and i don't think i have any more hours of the day to be doing anything work leisure life I might be thinking that I don't have more to give to work, but essentially, I might not even be doing work. My mind, it will trick us. It will coerce us. It will tempt us to stay on the couch. keeps scrolling through social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Oh, Another YouTube video, one more. Another episode of TV. We think we're being productive. If I do one more 10 minutes on this social media then I can start the work knowing that I was accomplished on my phone half an hour goes by and then you're still there you haven't done the work time is gone you feel like you were being productive because you had set the intention I will start but you never did and then it will culminate it will build up So much over hours, days, weeks, months, years. Maybe even decades sometimes. You know, when it comes to life. You're like, holy crap. Why haven't I achieved what I wanted to achieve? Why am I so far behind? Not having self-discipline for periods, long periods in our life can be so detrimental. Not only to our everyday happiness, but our overall existence and how we feel about ourselves, what we do in life. We've only got one life. Why waste it watching, you know, every single season of something on Hulu or Amazon Prime? I feel like I was ragging into Netflix a bit too much. So I just, I I just had to use some of the other brands out there. (laughs) When you are unable to push yourself to doing the things that need to get done, It all comes down to discipline. It doesn't matter like if you are fully educated or able to do what you need to get done. Sometimes it's a case of just going ready, go steady. If your fear is that you don't know enough to do something and that you might be absolutely humiliated and falling on your face. That could be a case of maybe you do need to learn more, but why can't you also try at least even try Or do it. Fall flat on your face and learn from that as well. I recently did my first big, big professional audition for a musical. I fell so flat on my face. I held like my audition piece for a good solid. It was a solid eight seconds. And then I went flat out of pitch, out of time, everything. I needed to get over the initial fear of being in the room to have to audition for people like this. And the only way I was going to do that was getting in the room to audition for people like this. And was I 100% ready? No! Did I learn from it? Yes. And that will be invaluable for the next time I have to do it. Do you get me? You don't always need to be 100% ready to begin. When procrastination hits, we have to say, hey procrastination you can you can go in the corner buddy I need to do the work I need to do this I know it's a lot easier for me to just sit down and scroll through my phone but I'm going to get up I'm going to get active I'm going to get out there and do what needs to be done even if I just take a few steps around the block today in terms of fitness goal I'm still not procrastinating even if we just write one page of the project that needs to be due or the book you want to write Even if you just spend an hour working on the presentation, reading, even if you make one or two phone calls because you want to be social or you just want to message these people back. You know, there is so many different forms of self-discipline that is all hindered because of procrastination. And procrastination comes (laughs) because our mind Wants us to stay cushy and safe and not put ourselves under strain or stress or work. And how strong that procrastination has over you whenever you feel like procrastinating comes down to how many times you've allowed yourself to say, no, I'm going to do the work that needs to be done over wanting to just stay sitting or stay lying down or stay away from putting myself into this stressful situation. Taking the first few steps is the most fainf- is the most painful. But it builds momentum guys. It does build momentum. Even if you don't get all the work done, you know, you get as much done as you can. Whenever starting something new, we always know it's going to be that tiny bit distressful and painful. But the next time we start it, it's going to be a little bit easier. If I can take the analogy of walking up this hill. Each step is going to lead me closer to the summit. It's not like the story of Sisyphus, who is cursed to roll a boulder up a hill in the underworld for eternity. And the second he gets to the top of the hill, one inch from the hill, the boulder will roll back down and he will need to start again. I know it's funny saying, how can it be more painful, but easier at the same time? Because our mind is going to be, oh, we did this, we don't like this, no, 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 no. But you already know that you started it before, and you can start it again. The interesting thing is the fact that our mind is going to try harder to make us not do something. And that means that we have to try harder to reject the mind from telling us not to do something. It's, it's cyclical, if anything. But what you have up your sleeve is the fact that you already have the knowledge that you can do it. Because you've already done it. In terms of developing anything in our lives, we need to realize that it is going to be some form of growth, which is some form of pain. And I love using the analogy, this metaphor, if you will. No, this metamorphosis. Look at a caterpillar and how it turns into a butterfly. A caterpillar will start every single day to eat and to grow. And then it will create its cocoon, its chrysalis after a prolonged period of time and then inside of that it will go through a massive shift and change until it becomes the best version the most beautiful version of itself from its life to death the caterpillar and the butterfly are always working but essentially it's just a little step every day to create the discipline needed If the caterpillar stopped eating, it would die. If it didn't make its chrysalis, it wouldn't have the space in which it could turn into a butterfly. Think of the chrysalis as the environment that the caterpillar needs to flourish. That's also what we need. We need to create our environments so that we can flourish. But that starts internally more than anywhere else. We need to make the conscious decision, the resound decision, that we are going to try something and to change and to be disciplined in a certain aspect of our life. Then we can see what in our environment, our social lives, our family lives, can change to help us benefit. If you were to do tiny shifts of self-discipline every day, you'd see an insurmountable amount of change over a long period of time. But a load of people would notice it before you. Go to the gym every day for an hour. Take a before picture like three months After that three months of going to the gym for an hour, or being active for an hour a day, take another picture. You will see the difference, but you will barely notice the difference as you're going through it. Does that make sense? Because every time you go to the gym, every time you look in the mirror, you see you. You see you on that day. But there could be people around you who only see you every so often, every few days, every few weeks. They notice the change. They'd see how much you're progressing and flourishing. Same at work. A little bit of self-discipline to get your projects underhand more. Even though we ourselves only see it as small little steps. To be efficient, people will see it as being massive progress. Your diet. I really want fish and chips. But maybe a little compensation, you know, maybe I'll have the fish with, you know, something else. Maybe I'll have the chips with something else. Or maybe you know that you can have the fish and chips because you've been sticking to your diet. Waffles you were to waffle on. It's all about pushing yourself in the wood. Sometimes even a little bit of discipline a day doesn't even feel like discipline. Just making those conscious shifts. It doesn't feel like such a task. And we trick our minds into coercing with our with our willpower There's a great speaker called Mo Goat, and what he says is that his mind, he actually calls Bessie. And, you know, he constantly has conversations, talking and trying to discuss and then dissuade Bessie from causing, you know, distress (laughs) in his life through procrastination and stress and fear. And I've started doing it. I'm like, I'm going to tell my mind, shut up. I need to come up with uh, my own name. I can't use Bessie. But by God, I wish my mind would allow me get up in the mornings. Between my mind now and literally the five second rule, I should be able to rock it out of bed. Going back to Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, and who isn't actually related to Mel Robbins. But when I first found the two of them, I was thinking, oh, these two massive public speakers. Maybe they're brother and sister or wife and husband. Who knows? Absolutely no relation. Simon Sinek, Gary Vaynerchuk. Wim Hof, oh, I, I am mad in respect for Wim Hof. I was about to say madly in love. but Well, I'm that too. I respect him a lot. Them all in teaching different forms of self-discipline so that people can achieve what they want in life to achieve their true happiness. Do not procrastinate on your life. You only get one. So get up three seconds earlier, three minutes earlier and start the rocket ship five, four, three, two, one Mel Robbins. Tell your mind when it starts to bargain why you shouldn't do something to F off, get in the corner. You need to get something done to grow, to progress, to become the best version of yourself, to be happier. And at the end of the day, and I'm going to say it at the end of these podcasts, all of these interviews that I want to do, it's all about trying to find how we can be happy in our lives ourselves creating discipline is hard it is so hard and a lot of the time it's a lot of failing forward you're going to be good at some days you're going to be bad at some days it's all learning and experience and until we can develop it enough when we do look at the snickers bar and we're going to say i don't need to have you today and you don't need to consider all the other ways that you know you could eat it because the cravings are there about being able to get out of bed before the alarm bell rings because you know your day is going to be good if you stick to your goals about having ambitions knowing what needs to get done in order to achieve them and having the expectations about having to be disciplined to do them so just another small fun fact about like my crazy ass existence I guess I have the ridiculous and delusional mindset that you know you should grasp every opportunity by the horns so initially when i started coming up with ideas for this podcast and i was on this really steep hike i had this really heavy camera bag on the back because i wanted to do some landscape photography you know work on my drone videography and the only way i was going to do that if if i was out you know hiking in the countryside So I took the initiative. I took the incentive. I took the opportunity to bring the cameras, the lenses with me in case I wanted to do it. Did I end up doing it? No. Was that the point? No, I had the ambition that the second we got up to the top of this hill, I was going to try and take some shots. By the time we got up there, you know, everything was nearly pitch black. So the expectations weren't met, but I still felt, you know, a sense of achievement for the fact that I didn't miss the opportunity. We'll get into saying yes in another podcast to all opportunities. The takeaway, guys, is that when you develop more discipline, you take more control in your life. And by taking more control over your life, you are more in power. You don't feel like life is going without you, that you're running the in the same space you feel more secure and happier in yourself and a tip on how to do this is to create the discipline small steps every day not bargaining with ourselves on why we shouldn't start something when we're meant to get up out of bed earlier 10 minutes earlier five minutes earlier will make such a change to your day you know diet for the body you want training for the strength you want applying for the new job Applying for another job because you don't like the job you're in, but you're not willing to settle anymore. Relationships. Making that call. Reaching out to someone. Even though it might scare you. And everything in your being is telling you you shouldn't. Point yourself out there online. Social media. Content creation. Procrastination about making content and videos. Maybe when you're better. Maybe when you've better lighting and videos. It's all in our head. It is all in our head you will feel so much more accomplished and happier when you don't let your mind win over what you want by creating that self-discipline and not letting procrastination rule your life. So, so guys, today we were talking about developing self-discipline and getting rid of procrastination and what it means in like trying to develop the better version of yourself. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Henry Ford, which is, Whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. Your mentality forms your reality. So the next time someone tells you or you tell yourself that you're being unrealistic, that you you can't do something or you should really put something off, until you know you're in a better mood, come back and realize that if you do agree with these, you are creating the reality that you don't want to be in. Nepotism is a lovely thought. But we need to work in order to achieve our goals. To get that happier life that we want. It all starts with a little shift every day. A little bit. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Last word. Self-discipline. Guys, I thoroughly, thoroughly hope you liked this podcast. If you did, please give a thumbs up. Like, comment, Subscribe. Tell me what you'd like to hear next, what we can discuss next. Tell me who you'd like me to bring on for interviews. That is something I really want to get into for this podcast. Hear other people's stories, other people's truths and passions and purposes. But for now, I'm going to say a farewell, a good evening, good morning, good night, wherever you've listened to this, whenever you've listened to this. I hope your day is both well and the day you deserve. Let's chat soon, okay?